If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, play the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. As I like to say, it is your lucky day because you are listening to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel right here on Radio Free Brooklyn and. As always, Noel, we are here to get our audience as rich as possible. Super rich, super fast. As quickly as possible. And all that we ask in return, Noel, is... 10%. It's not a lot of money. It's not. If you look at the grand scheme of things. That's right. You're going to be swimming in money. That's right. If you make $10... Off of one of our schemes, yep. all we're asking for is a dollar. Except that's laughable because they won't make $10, well, they'll make $10 trillion. I'm just trying to keep it in perspective for them. Some people have a hard time seeing the big, dreaming big. So keep it small, let them get a sense of okay. what 10% just, is, just and then it's whiff. like, get it's basically one, one out of every $10 you're giving to us. Yeah. Then you're giving another, you know, four of those dollars yeah. <laughs> to the government. Yeah. And then the rest is yours. The rest is yours. Not bad. That's pretty good. You're getting 50% of it just going cha-ching right in your pocket of trillions of dollars. That's right. Who are we brought here by? Radio Free Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I said that right at the top. Did you? You're just used to me emphasizing it with a bit of a pause. Oh, that's right. And You've I went right into it. Radio Free Brooklyn <laughs> I went right in. Well, I like, to, I like to give it the space that it deserves. Okay. And as proven by the fact that you didn't even notice I had done it. <laughs> If I give it the space, if I give it a little space, <laughs> emphasis, and you know, without without screaming it out, yeah, because I can't. I mean, I could just screech it, and everyone would be like, "Oh my god!" But give it the space that it deserves, so people know who we're brought to them by, which yeah. would be Radio Free Brooklyn, okay, uh, Brooklyn Community Radio on the internet. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, and you know, I thought I would surprise you with this, and you would be happy, and you didn't even notice it. So it just goes to show you. I was just extra plugging. No, you weren't. Radiofreebrooklyn.com. It's okay. You're not hurting my feelings by not <laughs> noticing it. It's all right. Um, how you doing, Noel? I am doing good. I was thinking about something. Uh-oh. Don't hurt yourself. I might. Uh, so a friend of mine <clears throat> came to town one time. Uh-huh. And he uh, is a great guy, but a bit of a a prick, just by his nature. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just kind of who he is. You we know? all have those friends. And... Uh, also a bit of a hypochondriac. Mm-hmm. So when he came here, I made a point of everywhere we went, and, and he's a neat freak too, I would point out human poo. <laughs> <laughs> and signs of where there was human poo uh, Just to, 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 to get him upset? I, yeah, yeah, it was basically to get him ab- uh-huh. upset. And I thought he'd get a kick out of it too, yeah. right? Uh, here's the thing about doing this though. <laughs> Is that he stayed for four days or whatever, uh-huh. went back to Chicago, and didn't think about it anymore. Uh-huh. And I was not able to turn off that <laughs> that cam, poo cam in my eyes, and so I just still years later, am just seeing human poo everywhere. What I've got one piece of advice to anyone that moves to New York uh-huh. City: don't start looking for human poo. 
because you will not be able to turn it off ever. The thing is, though, I will say this, is as a dog owner yeah. who is constantly on the lookout for poo, uh, you're always aware of human poo versus dog poo. Sure. You're, you, so it's like I'm in a similar boat, but I'm not necessarily looking for human poo. Yeah. I'm just scanning for poo because I have a certain dog that likes to eat it, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I see it all over the place. And okay. it's amazing how much human feces so much once you start it's, realizing it's so clearly human oh yeah it's between cars it, uh-huh. it, it's on a wall but it starts like three feet right. up <laughs> exactly or it's right in a corner in yeah. a wall yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what i mean it's of a of the wrong texture yeah human shit gets way more flies on it than dog shit in this city oh i'm sure i've noticed like you will see human shit sitting in a corner somewhere and there will be flies buzzing around it for days because yeah. no one cleans it up right and uh and uh, dog shit, you know, for like 10 minutes after they take a dump and then it starts, it's not, not appetizing anymore to flies for some reason. Yeah, I did, Too healthy. though, see something very poetic uh, when I was on this, uh, when he was there, of my initial uh-huh. thrust of human poo, uh, which was right about a door away from my apartment. There was just, in the middle of a sidewalk, a huge amount of human diarrhea. <laughs> and then sprinkled all on it were rose petals. Oh, and it that's was the beautiful. city in a nutshell. Uh-huh, it really was. <laughs> it is. It's the city is is at its heart it's a festering pile of diarrhea yeah. that is just covered over with roses. Yeah. Um I actually had a run in. Deb and I had a run in. No pun in. intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were coming home from somewhere some night. Uh-huh. And we get to our door, and as you know, our door is sort of recessed in between yeah. two sets of steps. And people peeing in our doorway is a pretty common thing. Oh, I would imagine, yeah. Um, which is always problematic, but, you know, and it makes Deb crazy. And we walk up, and there is a couple there, and there's a woman squatted down in front of our door yeah. taking a shit. Oh, boy. And her friend's just watching out? Yeah. Did her yeah. friend think she was peeing? Nope. Really? Her friend didn't give a shit. Her friend was like, they were drunk. Um, and they were taking a shit. She was taking a shit in our doorway. And well, they were going to probably <clears throat> jump on the path, and who knows? That could have been minutes. That's right. I, I know. And, and you know, it wasn't like diarrhea. She was squeezing one out. Okay. This was, And we get up to the door, and we're like, excuse me? Yeah. And the woman actually looks up and goes, can you please? I'm taking a shit. <laughs> And we were just, we were literally gobsmacked. Oh, yeah. We were just like, you know, my initial instinct Mm -hmm. is to like lash out and I wanted to kick her. Yeah. I really, I just wanted to kick her. Right. Because they're not going to clean this thing up. And sure enough, the next like, and so what did we do? We were so just kind of shocked by it. We actually just stepped away. I let her finish taking her shit. You know what I think? We we were officially beaten at that point. Yeah. I think the most effective thing to do would have been just to put your hand on top of her head. And just, and lean, just pushed lean her down. down. Yeah, pushed yeah. her down into her own poop. Honestly, I'm afraid she might have kicked the shit out of me. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> she could have beaten the crap out of me. Literally and figuratively. There was definitely like, you know, uh, she knew she had the upper hand. Yeah. All the way through this moment. Yeah. You know, and I just had to be the bougie white guy staying there going, damn it. You know. You know, I mean, I guess I could have run across the street and grabbed a cop, but it was. And sure enough, we went in, you know, she got up, we blew by them, went inside. And the next day we came out, there's that pile of shit still sitting there that Mm -hmm. I then had to clean up. Sure. 
because it fucking stank. I hope you felt like a loser when you did it. I like did. A weakling. I, f- I felt like a weakling and a loser for the entire time from the <laughs> from the point of that conversation straight through while I was cleaning up the shit. It was yeah. like, not only am I a loser for not standing up for myself and just telling this woman to just get the fuck out of my doorway mm-hmm. and deal with it like an adult human being. Yeah. I, it was rubbed in my face but that I, I now had to pick up her feces yeah. like her little butt boy. <laughs> um, but it's interesting. We talk about all this poop, and there's going to be more talk about this poop, Noel, because what is today's topic? Well, we've danced around it lots of times before. <laughs> we decided to take it head on. Our topic this week is poop. That's right. How to get rich off and it. And there's a lot of money in poop. It is quite possibly... The most renewable resource that we have. Oh, I'm renewing it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Stewing up inside of you as we speak. Oh, this is going to be a good episode. I feel it. A lot of chuckles in this one. Sure. Um, You have human waste. You have animal waste. You and it's used for so many things already. Yes. Poop has been used throughout history Mm -hmm. for building yeah for creating for yeah. growing out of the ashes rises the phoenix yes it does the punix <laughs> that's right i'd ever tell you the story about my father in korea when he was in korea it was right after the war and he was stationed in korea and the village that was right outside okay of the uh, uh the 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 base that he was stationed at uh, was ostensibly off limits uh-huh. to the uh, the the people, but you know everyone sort of had a girlfriend in air quotes. I think you've told the story where he ran through the 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 patty. I may have told the story where he yes, shot okay. up the so, shot so up the, the, the this this story I did. So one night he was he was on leave and he was staying in his home because they all basically. They kept a home there, right? Uh-huh. They kept everyone. Ha- they had their girlfriend again in air quotes, um, and they paid the woman's entire way, which meant that the home that the woman lived in mm-hmm. was also their home. Sure. And so they would be on leave and they would go and they would stay in the home. And what would happen is periodically some new CO would come in and decide that there was going to be a crackdown on enlisted guys staying in the village. They're not supposed to be there, so we're going to go over there and we're going to rouse them. And they would send MPs out, so one and you know to g- gather everyone up and then you know reprimand them and and dock them time away and pay and all that kind of good stuff. And so uh, he's in his in his hut and mm-hmm. he's sleeping, and it's like two o'clock in the morning. And the MPs come raiding through the village. And there's two ways to go. There's straight up the road, which goes right to the base, which is completely blocked off, or out the back, which runs right through the paddies. Mm-hmm. Now, the rice paddies were, uh, that was entirely uh, grown with human waste. Oh, wow. And there were little raised, like mound like paths um, that they would walk through to get through the major parts of the rice paddies, but they would still walk through the paddies to, to, to go pick them up. So he jumps up, and he's in his underwear, and he starts running out the back, and he decides he's going to go through the paddies. That's the only way to go. And he starts running, 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 and he slips and falls into the rice paddies. Ooh. And now he's completely covered in shit. Yeah. The MPs were running because they saw that there was somebody running out there, so they're running, 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 and now he's got to bury himself 
in the shitty rice patties uh. so they don't catch him. And so now he is submerged in rice patties, sort of on his back with just his face sticking up, covered uh-huh. in shit, which it's night, yeah. so they really can't see sure, him. It's like Rambo. And right, and he's breathing through his nose, so little snoppets of shit are going up uh. his nose. He's completely naked except for his underpants. The MPs go away, and he sneaks his way back into the compound, completely covered in shit. Uh-huh. And he can't take a shower. Why not? He's, because the, uh, the, the showering area is, is shut down for the night. Okay. So he's got to sort of, like, hang out in his bunk with his guys, just reeking of feces as it dries and crusts up on his body. Mm-hmm. And then sneak out first thing in the morning to try to take a shower and bathe himself off. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty heavy duty. Yeah. And that was post-war. Not pre-war. Not during the war, either. <laughs> post-war. Not pre-war. Yeah. Not pre-war. Because uh, it makes a difference. Wow. But uh, poop, Noel. Yeah. Poop saved my father. It did. Is what I'm trying to say here. It did. And it can save you financially, at That's least. That's right. If not physically as well. <laughs> That's right. So what do you got, Noel? Uh, do you okay. want to start or do you want me to start? I'll, I'll get right in there. All right. Uh, okay, so... Uh, I looked up, and this is something that I'm sure, you know, your father's story leads straight into. Okay. Uh, so I looked up different ways to make money from poo, and I did see that, uh, Japan traditionally had what they called, uh, guisu no fun, uh, and they used. I'm sorry. It, could you? I, I I missed that. Could you say that again? It was called a guisu no fun. Guisu no fun. And it was used for makeup removal and skincare. Uh huh. Uh, they had a lot of heavy metals in their in their makeup mm-hmm. and in their beauty products, and so it would damage their skin horribly. And this was used for it. And in New York today, there is the Shizuka Spa in Rockefeller Center, which charges 180 dollars for what they're calling a geisha facial, which mm-hmm. is Iguisu uh, no fun. And uh, what that is, is a facial which uses the Japanese nightingale droppings. Mm. Uh, the fans of this geisha facial include Tom Cruise, Oprah, <laughs> and Victoria Beckham. Uh, yeah, I've always thought they were all full of shit. That's right. Yeah! Uh, so uh, this nightingale guano is harvested... From Nightingale Farms in Japan, mm-hmm. uh, what they do is they scrape the cages of the for the poop. They put it under an ultraviolet light to kill the bacteria. Mm-hmm. Then it's dried in a hydrator, and then it is crushed to an extremely, extremely fine powder. Okay. And then uh, what they do is they take that powder, and they mix it with rice bran, which is for two reasons. One is it makes it uh, an exfoliant. Mm-hmm. And it helps cover up the smell of the nightingale poop. Oh, does I okay? Yeah, and they mix it with water, and mm-hmm. they make a paste, and they massage it into your skin for a few minutes, and then they rinse it off. Uh, it apparently produces a shimmery iridescent effect on your skin, <laughs> uh, and people swear by it, and they always uh-huh. have for a long time yeah, in Japan. Yeah, uh, and I looked up lots of sites about this, and. I couldn't find any proof that nightingales in particular have any better poop than other birds. Uh, And as a matter of fact, Mm. I did find sites that debunk some of the claims of the nightingale poop. There's a shocker. Yeah. uh, They they, like, for instance, apparently it's very common for them to be calling it like, oh, the the 
you know, the amino proteins in there right. are what does it. Yep. Uh, and then that they point out scientifically, there is no amino protein <laughs> in any of this at all. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I can't find why you need a nightingale. So I looked into other bird poop, right? So uh, birds, birds, turns out, they poop a lot, right? Mm-hmm. A budgie, little budgie, they poo 40 to 50 times a day. Wow. And the reason birds poo so much is because they digest extremely quickly because they have a high metabolism in order to fly, and they need to get, they can't be holding on right. to food. Right? Don't they poop every time they take off? Isn't that a thing with birds? That's I'm, something I'd in, always heard. In my research, I had, <clears throat> but in my dreams, they do. <laughs> uh, and so uh, I found a, a vet's site mm-hmm. where it was a Q&A with vets and uh, animal owners, and someone was asking for the, what should be the chemical composition uh, of parrot poop. Because mm-hmm. they were concerned about their parrot. And the vet replied that this is an unanswerable question because a bird's poop, the chemical compound of it, is almost solely affected by what it eats. So, uh, great. What, 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 what do these nightingales eat? They are given a diet of organic seeds. Mm-hmm. Right? Period. Uh, so I looked up. I've had an idea. Oh, great. So we can feed a bird organic seeds. Do we know what kind of seeds? Uh, organic. <laughs> uh, organic <laughs> Japanese seeds. Um, I'm sure with a little more time, I could have found out exactly. Okay. I, I, I wasn't, this wasn't a judgment. I no, was no. just asking if you had gotten there or not. Uh, and so I, I started looking around. A single goose poops about one and a half pounds of poop a day. That's a lot of poop. It's a lot of poop, right? Goose and nasty creatures, though. They sure Mean, are. evil, nasty beasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are, but uh, they're <laughs> all over the place. And uh, if you want to farm them uh, for their poop, mm-hmm. there's a lot of foie gras farm sanctuaries mm-hmm. uh, out there that have rescued geese from their foie gras fate, and uh, they're just letting them live out their lives, eating and pooping, eating and pooping, eating and and pooping. These foie gras farm sanctuaries are financially supported by donations. Uh So don't feel like you really got to dig deep if you want to start a (laughs) goose farm. Uh Uh, So, for example, there's the Woodstock Sanctuary in New York upstate. Yep. Uh, and in they're New York a, upstate. Yeah, and they're a 501c charitable organization. Uh, <clears throat> so you could, if you wanted, you could buy from sanctuaries at super low cost mm-hmm. uh, or make your own sanctuary at zero cost. No cost. You can be a charitable organization that is oh, rescuing yeah, yeah. geese from their foie gras fates <clears throat> and... Uh, you're being paid by hippies, or not, not necessarily hippies, just people that no hippies uh, hate foie gras so much that they're willing to support it with their wallets. Right. Vegans, hippies, vegetarians. Our animal rights <coughs> people, people that think that foie gras is cruel. Hippies. <laughs> <laughs> so we've just described hippies. Okay. Uh, 
So great, we've got we've got now a, a, a line on mass amounts mm-hmm. of organic seed fed farmed goose poop, right? right? But who wants to put that on their face? Well, mm. all you got to do is you got to give it a good name, mm-hmm. right? Because goose poop facial isn't going to work. So I looked up other names for geese. <clears throat> a gray goose is known as an answer. Black geese are bronta. White geese are chen. Uh, so a group of geese is called what? A gaggle. That's right. But did you know what a group of geese in flight are called? What? A skein. S-K-E-I-N. So Isn't that what they also call a, a, a ball of yarn is a skein of yarn? I don't know. I, I never heard of that. I think it is, and it's spelt the same way. Okay. Well, then, uh, so here's your name. I've got it all packaged up. All nice right. and neat for you. Skein treatment. Uh, <laughs> and you get basically free goose poop. Uh-huh. Uh, their feed, mm-hmm. as well as their care, is being covered by concerned citizens, people worried about those goose livers, and you take that poop. You may have to set up a dummy organization to buy the poop, uh, but then you you sell it for like a nickel a ton, and you grind it up. You put it under an ultraviolet light to remove the bacteria. <laughs> uh, you grind it super fine. You mix it with some rice bran. You rub it on rich women's face, and <laughs> they will feel iridescent, and you will feel paid. You will. I, I would also even suggest that, hey— Double dip and open up a foie gras farm. <laughs> and, you know, you can have all the poop that you can want and need. Uh-huh. You'll also have foie gras. You know, you're, 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 you're hatching your own goose there. You know, so you've got a constant supply. You're feeding them so much that they're pooping like crazy. That's true. That's true. So, you know, I just want to put that out there as well. It will Obviously, there will be some startup cost. And occasionally, you'll have some of these non-hippies break in and free your geese and take them away to another poop farm somewhere else where they're allowed to live out their life. But, you know, and you can really tag on a foie gras treatment, you know, anything along those lines. Just Uh, add on there. I I knew at one point a guy who had a goose, and I'm Uh sure it was only raised long enough until it ended up in the oven. Right. But... uh, they could walk it around like a pet, mm-hmm. like a dog. And you know how you do that with a goose? How? You take a piece of fat, and you tie it to a string, and you feed it to it, and within 10 minutes, with only a few minutes, it poops it out, and then you tie it to a stick. And you lead it on a leash that goes through the goose and can't go into the butt because of the stick. What? Yep. So wait, you 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 feed it a piece of I'm I'm sorry, a piece I'm of fat tied right. to a string. Oh, that it's tied to the string to begin with. Yes. Okay. And they eat it uh-huh. and they poop it out the string. The string, but the, the fat is still stick. in there. Yeah, the fat's I guess. right. It's digesting and and obviously I guess there's still some string in there yeah. as well. Yeah. And, and you, so you're basically leading it around by a string coming out of its ass. Yeah. That's but horrifying. Through the mouth. So you've got it tied off in the mouth? You got it tied off in the butt, right, to a stick, and you're right. leading it. Oh, I see. So you're pulling. I see. So the string is running all the way through. So you've got this yeah. this length of string. Yeah. That's and so you tie the stick so it can't 
shoot back up its ass and out of its mouth. Is yeah, that the point? Exactly. Yeah. So you're basically tugging it around by its intestines. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what you're doing. I didn't do it. I'm just saying just, that is what one well, is doing when one that does that. Is what one would do if they were to do that. That seems unpleasant. That seems way worse to me than uh, fattening it up for slaughter to all just right, eat. You its hear liver. that, Danny? Josh disapproves. I disapprove of that, Danny. That seems horrible to me. All right, what do you got? Um, all right, so working on this idea of uh, of uh, uh, you know, you were talking about the UV rays to kill the bacteria. Mm-hmm. In there. Well, we've spoken before about fecal implants on this show a couple times. It's been used as a various thing. But it's like you think about fecal implants, like how does one make money on fecal implants? Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to tell you. All right. So, number one, fecal implants in this country can only be used medically for one reason. And that one reason is because of the Clostridium difficile, or the C. diff, mm-hmm. um, which is a toxin-producing microbe that uh, is basically very heavily linked to the overuse of antibiotics in this country. Yeah. Um, it, it makes its home in basically a uh, bacteria empty area and takes over. Yeah. And it is, uh, what do they say here? Uh, uh, Center for Disease Control and Prevention said 15,000 deaths were directly attributable to C. diff infections. Um, the bacteria is the leading cause of hospital-acquired diarrhea in the industrialized world, uh, and that there were 29,000 deaths in 2011 that were linked to C. diff, and at any point, there are over 2 million people suffering with uh, issues from C. diff at any given time. Mm -hmm. And the way they try to control it when people have it is they then pump them full of antibiotics again, which kills it off to a point. But because, again, those good microbes are not in the stomach anymore, they just sort of, once they're off of the antibiotics, they come back and they get a stronger and stronger hold. So the states that even allow... Uh, uh, fecal transplants, um, <clears throat> which aren't many. There's only 15 states that it's legal to, theoretically legal to do it in. It can be, I shouldn't say legal, that, that it's approved by the FDA to do it in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and only for the use of C. diff. But mm-hmm. what's happened is, is people have found that these fecal transplants, transplants have not only helped with C. diff, but they've helped with other... Sure. Uh, stomach issues. Yeah. IBS is one. I mean, it's not going to help with everything, but Crohn's disease people have had uh, success to some degree with. Um, and these are major, major things. So what started happening is there's been sort of an uptick, and you can search this on the internet, and there are people who give directions on how to do it, of DIY fecal implants. Sure. Where basically you find, you need you decide that you want to try to get a fecal, give yourself a fecal, you want to you want to get a fecal implant, mm-hmm. uh, your insurance doesn't cover it, or your doctor doesn't do it, or it's not legal in your state, so no doctor can do it. And <clears throat> you can f- go online very easily and find out how to do it. And the imp- most important thing uh-huh. is that you find a good donor. Okay. Or right? just find it on the street, right? You, you can just pick some, some <laughs> right human shit up right outside <laughs> your door. Um, and so I found an, a website. Um, called uh, CureZone.org. 
mm-hmm. which uh, has shows you how to do the transplantation, but they also has a list of basic requirements an individual has to satisfy to be uh, selected as a donor. Yeah. That would be that you, as someone who would be doing this, would need to make sure this person... And it's quite uh, extensive. I mean, there's basic things, like, you know, you would expect... Um, never been infected with intestinal parasites or blood parasites, okay. right? You'd, you'd expect that. Um, uh, then some other ones, like never travel to a third world tr- or tropical com- country because you may have gotten a parasite and not known it. Mm-hmm. Um, never suffered from any mental illness. Um, not addicted to alcohol. But then other things like it's apparently considered best to be born by uh, natural vaginal birth. Mm-hmm. Um be breastfed by the mother for at least eight months or, or, or longer. Um, the donor's mother never used any prescription medications during pregnancy, which, like, for our generation... Yeah, no way. That's, that's you know, mother's little helper was all over the place. Um, uh, if it's a woman, obviously no hormones. Um, another big one is you should not be have been treated for... Now, I've seen two things. This one claims that you should have never been treated with oral antibiotics ever or at least not treated with oral antibiotics during the last five years okay another website i saw said it only needed to be 90 days okay um but so but on the top of it all quite many of these requirements are automatically satisfied if the donor is a young child at least three years old <laughs> okay so you can get yourself tested and find out if you're a good donor, mm-hmm. right? You can then put yourself up on, because there are now forums about people doing this, you can put yourself up on these forums and say, I'm a donor, I have all my tests, I get them done regularly, this is, you know, I'm clean and ready to go, and you can charge minimum, minimum, for donor poo, $50, for a sample, sure. For one poop, yeah. Okay. There's a company right now, actually, called BabyPoop.com. Open Biome. Okay. Who are paying donors forty dollars per sample plus a fifty dollar bonus for those who donate at least five times a week. Um, a person providing sample five days a week could earn thirteen thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. just from shitting, as long as they pass the test. Now, again, this test, it's it's a you know it's intent. They said of the first 1,000 people to apply to the program, only 40 people met the requirement. Yeah. Right? That's a very small percentage. But, again, if you have, your, if you have children... Yeah. Get them in are, there. They are between the ages of three and, say, seven or eight. They were born through the vagina mm-hmm. and uh, breastfed for about eight months. Sure. And haven't been particularly ill at any point in their life. Of course. And aren't psychotic. Yeah. They're pretty pretty clean and ready to go. Yeah. That's a lot of poop you can get. It sure is. And especially at like three years old, they're still potty training. Oh, yeah. So you're not even like telling them, like teaching them how to poop in a bag. It's there waiting for you. Oh, yeah. And then you just got to pack it up and send it off, right? So that was one thought, right? You could be the donor, mm-hmm. right? And just make money 50 to $100, depending on how good your stuff is. As you, you know, like Yelp, you get some good reviews. Yep. You can start charging a little more because it's clear cut that your poo is good to go. Yeah. Right. The the other thought is, is since while the the legality of it, of the DIY is not it's not illegal per se, 
doctors aren't allowed to do it because it hasn't been FDA approved. Mm -hmm. So they don't do it, but it's not illegal to do. So in theory, you can set up a little cottage industry where you are doing your own DIY or home versions of fecal transplant. Yeah. Right? You can set up a little shop. We had talked about the, the, uh, the uh, what was it, where you flush out your colon. The, the Colon cleanse. Colon, well, but it was like a, they, they took the big, it has a name, and I can't remember it all of a uh-huh. sudden. But I had talked about setting up a roadside stand at one point and shoving a big tube full of water in it. it colonoscopy. It, no. No, it's not a colonoscopy. Yeah, but, I know you're talking about. Right. But anyway, you can if you if you've already taken that idea and set one of those bad boys oh, up. Oh yeah, you're you're, you're right? set. You just add this to your menu. Yeah. Right? You can charge several hundred if not thousands of dollars for it to do. And people with major stomach issues are going to be happy to do it. Yeah. They're going to be ecstatic to have this done and hopefully have it save them. You know, you'll have your blender cuz you have to blend it up. You oh, have to yeah. blend the poo Can't up. Can't imagine you wouldn't. Um <laughs> and to to shoot it up someone's pooper, yeah, and then they have to hold it for like three hours. Um, but you know, you can find out all the information. You can find out at CureZone.org. Mm-hmm. It'll give you all the information you need uh, uh, for being a donor and for setting it up. Um, you know, and this has this is not a joke. Like this actually works for people. Yeah. Oh, it it really does. It, it's it works fantastically. I know people who have had some serious abdominal issues that mm-hmm. have been like like. Within two days of doing this, after everything had been uh, uh, exhausted, mm-hmm. all treatments had been exhausted after two days. They didn't do it a DIY. They did it with their doctor. Yeah. Um, but after all their treatments had been exhausted, and it was like, we don't know what to do. And they said, let's try this. And within two days of having the procedure, they've never had an issue again. Wow, that's fantastic. You know, gut health has been something that they're studying like crazy now and yep. it's links to depression it's so all links sorts to, of stuff to everything yeah and so you know get in on the ground floor of this yeah get in on the ground floor yeah and if you were to make an app for it and have delivery yep uh you could call it poober <laughs> <laughs> uh you know what uh so I, this is something I came across when I was doing my research, uh-huh. and I had written it down, and I didn't have anything about the fecal transplants, but I just I did write this down. So uh, two months ago, there's a biotech firm called Saris Therapeutics, and they did a, a major test <clears throat> of a pill where they're trying to replace fecal transplants, make it a commoditized, uh, you know, clean, mm-hmm. remove the poop out of it, and make it something without the stigma and something that they charge a lot of money for. Right. Uh, their tests failed, so the little guy still wins. Yep. And by little, I mean three years old. <laughs> uh, That's right, three to six. If you are like, uh, you know, uh, were originally planning on having a ton of kids so you could be a reality television star, mm-hmm. you're going to have a ton of kids just so you can start your own poo farm. Sure. You know, healthy poo farm. I mean, I think there's gold in that, man. There is. There's gold you know, in them there. It's a way for, uh, you know, uh, I've spoken about orphanages before, but it's mm-hmm. a way for orphanages to get extra money, and they can always use money. Mm-hmm. Uh, kindergartens. Yeah. You know, even if it's just, you know, we always hear about how schools are always running out of supplies for Not their anymore. kids. Not anymore. Not <laughs> anymore. 
<laughs> one kid five times a week, even if you're just selling it to BioGeome or whatever that place is. Yeah, thirteen thousand dollars a year. If you got if you're if you're a daycare and you got twenty five kids running around in there, bingo. That's thirteen thousand times twenty five. That's right. If you're a babysitter, that's right. Oh, nanny, talk about making extra cash. An au pair. Yep. Yep. I'm telling you, there's big money in human poop. Who who ever doubted you, Josh? <laughs> no one. <laughs> uh, so, which leads us perfectly into our new segment, which is Josh and All Sellout, in which uh, we explore ways for Josh and I to live our dream and sell out to Megacorp once and for all. Uh, currently, the best way to help us sell out is to go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh and All show page, and hit the sponsor button, and there you can pledge an amount, a monthly amount, to come out for the rest of the season, which at this point is about a month and a half. Uh, and half that money comes to us, half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. If you hate us, you can just go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, go to the Patreon link, and pledge money on a one-time or reoccurring basis to Radio Free Brooklyn, help support community radio, and help really... Give a, just a, a fiscal snub to us. That's right. Um, if you are a giant corporation, give us a call. You know, <laughs> we're willing to talk. We're down. Uh, whatever you are. Uh-huh. If you are. If you're a giant corporation that knows you owe us 10% anyway. Oh, sure. And you don't want to have to admit it for legal reasons. You know, however you want to pay us. Yeah. If you want to pay us by advertising on the show, feel free. Yeah, or, you know, if you just want to slip us some money, and we'll be quiet yep. about it. Won't if say you're Sarah's Therapeutics, uh, we'll, we'll take back everything we said about fecal <laughs> transplants and say that uh, they're dangerous and we really need this pill. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, which leads us straight into our other segment, which is every week we have a topic. This week it's poop, and through that topic we... We plumb so many ways for you to get fabulously wealthy. We plunge. We plunge, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then in the middle of the show. Yeah. We also stick another little, th- this is actually most appropriate this week than ever, <laughs> a turtling of a nugget of another idea to help you make all your financial dreams come true. Or just even reach a level of success to push you to the heights. That's right. So uh, if you are sitting on a toilet, if you are grinding up some nightingale poo, mm. if you're fattening up the geese, mm. if you're uh, blending up some three-year-old's poop, uh, give this a listen. Come back later and listen to the rest of the show. Make more money. But uh, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you for watching AM Northwest this morning. A handshake can make or break a first impression. So really, we better get it right. Here to teach us, we welcome back the author of Human Lie Detection and Body Language 101, Vanessa Van Edward. When we're making that first impression, a lot of how we judge someone's personality is based on their handshake. They say that we can judge four or five personality traits just by handshake alone. I know. The problem is, is these days, because of germs, because we're, right. you know, we're not used to it, we might give a little wave or a high five or a fist bump. But the problem with that is you can't really tell much from a fist bump. In no, fact, right. when we're bonding with someone, when we shake hands, that touch to touch releases something called oxytocin. So handshake is actually really important for the connection between people because when you shake hands, your brain is like, ah, 
this is someone I have to make a connection right. to. So it's really important to make the foundation of trust and connection. I uh, know what I can tell from someone if they introduce themselves to me with a fish, fist bump. What's that? They're douche. <laughs> The idea that anyone would go into any sort of business like meeting and be like, "What's up?" and fist bump uh -huh. is is uh, I don't e I don't even understand it. Yeah, I don't uh, even understand like how that's actually a thing. Yeah, and and this is more a uh, I guess a a a tip of something that you would do on your way to wealth. Yeah, this is a, look. Not all of our tips are necessarily about making money. They're about achieving success, okay. right? They're about giving you, as we had with DJ Khaled for a while. Uh -huh. They were keys to success, right? Yeah. So we have young listeners, some young listeners, who may think that you know, like a "What's up?" is good business etiquette. They need to learn how to shake hands properly. I cannot tell you how many people I have shaken hands with, and it's like a nightmare shaking their hand. Sure. And, and, and if you do want to change this into a money-making tip, instead of shaking someone's hand and giving them some oxytocin, <laughs> shake someone's hand and, and uh, give, give them, them oxycodone, and uh, you'll probably make a lot of money off that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've had plenty of handshakes that have resulted in, 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 in uh, a wealth of riches in some way or another. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's a tip for you guys. Learn how to shake hands. Yeah, come on. Body language is important. Come on. Yeah. Don't All be right. a little wimp. Anyway, all right. So, Noel. Yes, Josh. My next one. Okay. Um, throughout the world, forever and ever. Yeah. Homes were built out of poop. They sure were. Right. Yeah. And still are built out of poop. Sure are. We have a very strange relationship with poop in the modern Western culture. Mm -hmm. We think of it as a wasteful, awful thing. Yeah. That we shouldn't touch or be near. Because for many years of having lived in it for so long and not disposing of it properly, we know that it bring we think, feel like it brings disease yep. and awfulness. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a company called Ecofay Bricks. Okay, that is now making a brick out of poop. It's seventy percent or seventy five percent cow dung, twenty five percent other stuff, mm -hmm. but all soil based product. It's twenty percent lighter than your standard clay brick. And it's 20% stronger, compressive strength, has 20% more compressive strength, meaning it can hold 20 more percent weight, weight before cracking mm -hmm. than your standard Western brick. Um, it is, uh, you know, we've talked about biogas in the past. Mm -hmm. um, it is cured with biogas, so it has a very small footprint. And it has been created by a group of young students, of course, in Indonesia. Mm -hmm. it as an attempt to help uh, in the more outlying regions of Indonesia where housing is scarce and people are making stuff out of mud to make more stable housing out of it. Now, they are constantly looking for money, these kids, to keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. I don't see why someone couldn't basically give them money to uh, get the formula from them to do production in the United States of these bricks and use them to build shit houses in New York, in cities, in, in states across the country. Sure. Lighter, Trump's wall. stronger, Trump's wall. <laughs> it would be a lot cheaper. These are so cheap because it is a renewable resource. You pay money to all of these fucking, uh, you know, uh, meat places, small farmers who are growing cattle, right? Because you, you, you can't have the sort of... Uh, 
lot feed cattle poo that yeah. they're using. There needs to be some. Uh, it's it's best done with 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 animals that are eating grass grass-fed or at least hay-fed because it's the binding properties of that when they dry it out mm-hmm. of the digested grass or even partially undigested grass that helps keep it strong and light. Um, but so these you're helping out small farms. You are uh, coming up with another industry. And you could even build houses that are created from an entirely run on fecal matter, mm-hmm. right? They are now creating biogas uh, uh, furnaces and and biogas. Uh, I don't even know what what I would call them. They're they're sort of that turn your feces into biogas. Yeah. That are actually you can just bury it under your home, mm-hmm. and it's got the enzymes in it. And so you poop. It goes down into this this cistern essentially, where the enzymes are that are separating the methane and then pumping up, and you can run your heat from it mm-hmm. you can run your stove from it mm-hmm. you can can't run electricity from it yet they haven't figured out how to turn it into like electrical power mm-hmm. for the home but certainly all of your gas related products yeah um, they're called digesters I believe yes thank you yeah that's that's exactly what they call um, and you can make homes really inexpensively mm-hmm. comparatively speaking and in the right cities charge a fucking fortune for them right? And then if you want to be a good person, you can then build public housing with them, right, and help out the poor people with all of this money you're making Uh after you give us our 10%. But for you builders out there, I'm telling you, you can call it shithouse industries. Yeah. And you can get in on the fecal bandwagon. Yeah. And build poo homes. I like it. Thank you. I like it a lot. Uh, Okay, so I'm just going to go straight in because I got... Dive deep. I have brown gold coming up. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, I, as you were talking about in Korea, the rice paddies uh, had human poo that they're using mm-hmm. for manure. Uh, and that's not just in Korea. Even over here, some mm-hmm. of our, our uh, treated waste is used in our forests and even our crops. Uh, but there's a real limit to how much you can put on there due mainly to the level of heavy metals in our poop. Right, yeah. Uh, and this is an issue that's getting much worse due to nanoparticles that are in our beauty products, our detergents, our odor-resistant products, uh, all sorts of things now are putting nanoparticles of heavy metals into them, and it's coming out in our poop. And it's raising the level of metal and making it harder to use our poop as fertilizer to help sustain us, you know? <clears throat> uh, so I know you probably think I'm going to say have metal jam here now, but I'm not. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, you managed to by not saying that's it. That's right. You're like Donald Trump. Wink, wink. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, it turns out if you treat your poop or if a plant does treats the ploop poop ploop with uh chemicals that are called leachates uh which are the same chemicals used by miners to pull metals from rock that'll remove most of the metals from your poop mm-hmm. then you can take this poop and you can use it in massive quantities on crops on lawns all over the place right so uh what you can do is you can rent out porta potties to festivals 
all over the place. Mm-hmm. Woodstock reunion, Wallapalooza, <laughs> whatever, whatever festival you got, a Bible revival fest. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Holy poop. You can undercut the competition because you're going to profit from this poop. That's right. Right? And if you want <laughs> to do the famed Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel double dip, here's what it is. All right. Uh, so these heavy metals that are being extracted aren't just lead and mercury. Uh, the USGS, Geological Society, studied metal content of poop from all over the U.S., from country, from urban areas, all over the place. And it turns out there's sizable quantities of platinum, silver, and gold in our poop. Wow. And uh, in fact, there's so much in our poop that it is in quantities enough that would pass the muster of prospectors and mining companies <laughs> if they were found in the land. Uh, uh-huh. So, for example, one kilogram of poo has 0.4 milligrams of gold, uh, 28 milligrams of silver, 638 milligrams of copper, and 49 milligrams of vanadium, which is something that's used in electronics. And we're just flushing that and down the flushing toilet. flushing it down the toilet. A study in the UK estimated that a city of 1 million people would be able to pull out $16 million in metals a year. And uh, more modest studies are saying 13 million. So between 13 and 16 million dollars a year. You know, if you're a small community, you may not have to. You may stop paying taxes. Yes, you're being taxed in poop. Yep. Uh, and a, 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 there's a, a sewage plant in Tokyo that's actually started doing this, and they are extracting yields rivaling some leading gold mines. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so get those porta potties out there. Undercut the competition. Just make sure that people are plopping in your containers. Take that. Get the leachites on there. And, you know, pave the world with gold. And save the world with cheap fertilizer. That's right. I, I wonder if... Uh if that would, if everyone started doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, one, how much the value of gold would drop? Yeah, I wonder. Right? If you had major cities around the world, and they're pulling as much gold as major gold mines are, mm-hmm. so you're talking hundreds of millions of dollars of gold worth of gold a year, right? So how many, ever many pounds, kilos, tons? I bet you it wouldn't. It wouldn't affect the price as much as you think. And you know why? Because I, I strongly feel that the price of gold is tied much more to uh, instability than it is to <clears throat> supply. At the, I thought all precious metals were entirely about supply. Well, but look, when, when gold goes up, it's because uh, people are afraid we're going to war. Right, it, but but it still maintains. It never goes. It sort of never goes below a certain point. Yeah. Right. The idea that gold as a standard has been out the window forever. Oh sure. Right. Yeah. And <clears throat> but it's, it's in case everything falls apart, and that is the only thing that's left. Right. But what does that mean? What I mean, okay, you can get into the whole thing of what's it going to be worth, and then you talk about you know you have these assholes like Glenn Beck who push gold. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're advert they advertise for gold people to purchase gold all the time based on their fears that this is the only thing that's going to be left as long as it 
retain some value to someone for anything, right? If it means nothing to anybody, it has no value, okay? So, like, if if we were to go held in a handbasket, you're going to be much better off with food and water to barter with people to get shit that you need than you are with gold. People are going to be like, what the fuck am I going to do with that? Yeah. Right? But besides the point, if suddenly the amount of gold in the world doubles, triples. Well, I don't think there's that much. I don't know. Like you're it's, saying it's getting in there from somewhere, put it that way. Right. It's not it's not being in, made by your poo. We're 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 actually slowly leaching off the amount of gold in the world into our poo. Oh, and, and I when see. it's being so incinerated, it, it, we're also putting these heavy metals in our atmosphere, right. which is toxic. Right. But so you're you're saying that we are we are we are basically recycling the gold through it. But it's not necessarily gold that would have been found. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like gold is kind of everywhere. It's one. It's a. It's a. It's it's a mineral or metal that's that's I believe everywhere. And just when you find a big vein of it, that's where you get it in mass quantities, and you can get huge hunks of it. Yeah. You know, I I I, I believe I may be wrong, but you can sort of run some kind of uh uh, uh readout of of any sort of natural soil or anything like that, and you'll find some gold in it. Yeah. You know, it comes from space, apparently. Yeah, all the gold space comes gold. from space. But anyway, I, I think that's a great idea. Uh, I think that's a brilliant idea. You know, pooing I, for gold. Yeah, yeah, lots of it. Uh, and and I just also wanted to do one little quick thing. Mm-hmm. This is not a get rich quick thing. It's so much. But in doing all this research, I also came across stuff about how poo can potentially save the world. They're saying, and they're basically talking about some of the things we've talked about today. Right. Some of things we've talked about in the past. Uh, about using it for fuel, mm-hmm. using it for, as we said, <clears throat> fertilizer, right. using it for building products, uh, using it for all these things. And let me tell you something. If it can make the world save the world, big, fat people poop <laughs> a lot more than tiny people. No, and if don't. one thing America's got, it's lots of fatties. Number right? one. That's right. Number so, one. <laughs> When you go to the polls, <laughs> uh-huh. don't think you need to vote for Trump to make America great again. Uh-huh. We just got to use our poo because we got poo. the best poo in the world to make America red, great white, and again. poo. <laughs> oh my God! You've been waiting all show. I to just say thought red. of that you one. Did I not. did just think of that. Oh my God! I, w- uh, uh. I would have started with this if I thought of that. <laughs> I'm going to add one really quick one. Okay. Because you know my thing with uh, stuff in my toilets, yeah. right? So uh, there's a product out there called Poopery, which yep. you can make yourself that you spray it on your toilet right mm-hmm. before you poo. You poo, and it's basically an oil slick, and it releases uh, essential oil smell into the air and then covers over the poo so the stink of the poo can't come out. Yeah. But the problem with this is you have to remember to spray it every single time. If mm-hmm. you don't, your poo's going to stink. You go to places that have it on the back of the toilet, you don't know what it is. It's a tiny little bottle. You don't think about using it. I think someone needs to add on to the Japanese bidet-style toilets uh-huh. where they have the warming, that the automatic toilet seat goes up, the bidet is a poo-pourri spray that the minute you sit down, it immediately sprays the water with the with the poo-pourri, and you don't have to think about it, and your shit will smell like roses. Oh, I got even one better. Make a little tidy bowl thing of it. Yeah, okay, that's a good it's idea. a little puck that's in huh, there. I'd be interesting to see how that would work. I guess it would just naturally sort of create a film yeah. on top. Just when you flush, it would 
come back up as, as the water hit it. All yeah. right, that's a perfectly fine idea. However, does someone come up with that? Again, 10%, that's all we ask for. That's right. Uh, so we're, we're under the gun here. We're going to yeah. start motoring. Uh, you know, we got a lot of money. We got poop loads of money, they might say. Uh, what are you going to do with it? You got to spend it some way. It's going to make it crazy. So brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Josh, please take it away. Ava Xiyan is a former New York realtor who fell into financial hard times after her father needed to have an extensive and expensive heart surgery. Desperate to make some money quickly, she researched on what it would take to become an escort with a high bid price. She realized she had a knack for being an escort and started to eventually charge $45,000 per week, making it so that she was making $6,500 per night. So if you got the money, you can hire an escort for $6,500 per night. That's right. You know? Keeping up with the Joneses. That's right. It's all about <laughs> keeping up with the Joneses. You know what else about keeping up with the Joneses? What? Getting in touch with Josh and Noel, That's which right. you can do on Twitter at GRQJoshNoel. Uh, on email or via email at GRQWithJoshAndNoel at gmail.com. Or Facebook at Facebook slash GRQJoshNoel. Go on iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends. Hire a blimp. Just, you know, tell us how you feel. Reach out and, and uh, give us some schemes. Give us some topics. Tell us uh, how you consummated your marriage listening to us. That's right. Like I said, I'm running out of stuff. That's right. So, <laughs> Just getting thin, guys. Getting thin. Been doing this for over a year now. <laughs> didn't realize it was going to go on this long. And, uh, going you know, strong. Going strong. Uh, so, but... Our ideas are great. How do you know? Uh, because Josh and I take our schemes and we hold them up against the strictest rules for getting rich quick found on the Internet. Josh, where do our rules come from this week? Today's rules are 11 rules for success from the people who got it right. And I found this on the Huffington Post. So rule number one, pay attention to the right things. That's right. The brown things. That's right. <laughs> uh, number two, put in what you want out. And maybe put in a little bit more. <laughs> okay, we don't even have to go into that one. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, okay, we're using this. Yeah, this is <laughs> um, five yeah, pounds of finance in a two-pound bag. That's right. <laughs> um, number three, play your strength. Don't feel ashamed of your weaknesses. I've always felt ashamed of uh, pooping in a public toilet. Uh -huh. And I've always felt it's my strength. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if I were getting gold from it and getting rich from it, I would play right to it. I wouldn't be ashamed of my weaknesses at all. Uh -huh. So three for three, Noel. Yeah. Um, which is all we have time for. I think that we are getting rich with this. We're like getting... We, like we needed to say that We're part. getting crazy rich from this. Uh-huh. So uh, I guess once again for Josh... And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. Great. 